everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 117, Backpacking in Hot Weather. On this episode, we discuss hiking in extreme heat, when it's safe to go and when to consider not going. We offer you tips on how to beat the heat and remain comfortable while out on the trails when you are already committed to those summer plans, no matter what Mother Nature has on her own agenda. You can always join in on this discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and join our podcast family. Come hang out with us and join the discussion. Yeah, so uh, it's already the middle of summer. (laughs) Uh, I have no idea where... uh, this year is going time flies when you're having fun it is it is crazy um and just so uh if we have new podcasters or or new uh, listeners to our podcast uh you may want to go and check out trustthetrailpodcast.com forward slash events because we're only about 30 days away from closing our iroyal backpacking trip so if you've never gone to iroyal national park and you want to come backpacking with us and see some really cool stuff because we've been there Amazing quite a few times. stuff. This is you're about 30 <laughs> days left to book that trip. Um, and then, of course, we're going kayaking up in the UP and a uh, backpacking boot camp and a backpacking trip in the Pictured Rock National Forest or in the Pictured Rock National National Seashore. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going by quick. I mean, really super quick. <laughs> Your summers always go by quicker than, I guess, what you're willing to let them then slip by by. Because, I mean, every single summer, I, I'm i ready for the heat to be over, but I'm not quite ready for summer to be done with. Yeah, it. I'm ready for it to snow. <laughs> That's how hot it's been <laughs> out here in the southeast. Uh, and out here, because the humidity is so high, we get we get massive thunderstorms every day, and uh, you know we have a lot of positive lightning strikes out here. So lightning's an issue when you're up on the ridges, and you you know come across a thunderstorm. Uh, usually, trying to uh, lay low for a minute, and so it's it's crazy out, out here in the southeast. Weather is really crazy out here in the summer, and that's one of the reasons why we we thought. You know, we, we've done some episodes before about hydration and staying cool in hot weather and the right foods to eat when you're out uh, backpacking in the hot weather. But um, I can tell you that every year we always see a lot of hikers and backpackers go down because of, because of heat exhaustion. So we thought it would be another really good time because, you know, people... You know, they're on summer vacation. They're getting ready to go out with their families to the summer. Um, you know, everyone's been holding on to their backpacking permits <laughs> for the for the great parks, Grand Canyon, Zion, Yellowstone. We've all been holding on to those things forever. And now it's time to go. And it's 100 billion degrees outside. And you're like, I'm not giving up my permit. I'm going. <laughs> it's like, okay. And then in most cases, you're really not prepared for it. Summer, by far, is the most popular time to be hiking you know schools are out you know you're enjoying family time but yet it can be one of the most uncomfortable times uh to go hiking uh amy actually posted uh this week about how hot her vacation was um out backpacking uh with 
uh, with her friends, family, that kind of thing. And I, it just, it, it really is the perfect time to talk about it. You know, y- you may still be going. There might be a time when you need to cancel. But really knowing what those risks are, knowing how to be better prepared against them is going to lend you not only a safer hike, but a more fun hike. And we're out there to enjoy ourselves anyway. Um, So, I mean, really, diving into this topic is so important to discuss. Yeah, because no one, I mean, nothing cuts short a beautiful backpacking trip than uh, falling out because of uh, dehydration, heat exhaustion, and the many other things that can go wrong when it's oppressive heat. And there are times, and we're just going to put this out here because I think it's important, there are times when the heat is too oppressive to go. Um, and that's all about, you know, planning and preparing, but it's okay to say no sometimes not to go backpacking. I think what it is, you know, you've got the permit and permits are so hard to get anyway sometimes. <laughs> um, I just wrote an article on our Patreon page on how to secure a guaranteed permit for your backpacking and your itinerary if you're going to a nas- through the National Park Service. I just put that on our Patreon page. But you don't want to give that up. You know, you've been, you've been holding on to it for so long. You're like, I'm going to go. And you're like, hey, it's sunny, it's nice, it's not going to rain, but the rain is almost what you want sometimes. <laughs> um, and you forget that, you know, there's some other things to look for. And so that's what our, that's what this episode is about. Pro tip early on in the podcast, plan your summer hikes around water. <laughs> I mean, we, we do uh, as, as, as much as we can. Uh, we have two dogs, and so if, if we're out hiking in summer, I, I got to admit, summer's my least favorite time to go hiking, not just because it's hot, but it's overcrowded. But it, that aside, my opinion aside, uh, you know, we tend to, when we're out in the summer months, try to hit up as many streams or creeks or watering holes or just like fun elements to kind of cool down because naturally it's going to be hot and at times oppressively hot yeah and that dampers your spirit more than anything uh so before we get into some of the exciting tips uh to share with you to be better prepared and better beat the heat i think it's really important to understand most of us already understand this but a reminder of kind of what your body is going through um, when you're hiking. We're all like, oh, it's hot outside. I'm going to go hiking. But it, to better understand what your body is going through and what it needs is actually the first step in being better prepared out on the trail. So it, most of us know this. It's general 101. But uh, essentially, your body has a built-in air conditioning unit. It's beautiful. Is it? (laughs) When it's working well. (laughs) When the AC is not in need of repair. (laughs) So your body has this like natural air conditioning unit. It's it's a cooling system and and it's maintaining your safe temperatures in your body. And that is called sweat. Uh, So your body is essentially sweating. So as your blood is working and you're overworking your body, your core temperature is starting to heat up from the inside. Um, and that heat needs an escape. And so it's escaping, um, you know, through your pores in the form of sweat. Sweat is good in most cases. So 
as a sweat evaporates in the heat, it's drawing away the heat from your body. So essentially, it's your AC unit. It's cooling you off. It's supposed to, anyway. Well, that's the idea. It doesn't feel that way sometimes. (laughs) No, sometimes it doesn't, which is, you know, again, you know, hiking in uh, areas that you might get a little bit more breeze uh, or so on and so forth. So your higher elevations are going to feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, So when you add humidity to already warm temperatures, your body has a harder time kind of cooling itself off because there's more moisture in the air. So essentially, your body cannot evaporate the heat as quickly. And so your body isn't able to, it's not able to escape in the same way and evaporate, thus cooling you off and pulling that heat directly away from your body source. So you need to be able to, the, the, the catch here is, is that your AC unit runs fine as long as you're hydrated, right? Yeah, kind of like Freon in an air conditioner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay. So it's, it's very simple. It's, it's like the AC unit, you I know, see. for your body. So if you are depleting the water, so if, if, if your intake is not sufficient enough, for what you're sweating out and evaporating, that's how you become dehydrated. And that is the quickest way, essentially, uh, to zap your energy, zap your performance, and then essentially your body goes into full shutdown, your AC unit is officially stopped working, the AC repairman is like booked to the nines. Yeah, (laughs) can't get out. Can't get out to you. (laughs) And now you are completely uh, just ineffective and you're on overload and your body is going, whoa, what the hell? I need to shut down. And I would say in both of these uh, I, hypothetical I, scenarios I, that we're putting out there, <laughs> whether it's the air conditioning unit at your home or your body, I'm almost positive both of them are going to be kind of expensive to fix. <laughs> yeah. Well, so <laughs> it's funny. Emergency room bills so, don't play. Scott had no idea I was going to approach this topic this way. <laughs> He's like laughing at me right now. Uh, but it's true. I mean, that's it. that is how uh, heat illness is it occurs. Um, you know, you're not supplying the needs of your air conditioning unit with enough to be able to properly outtake and then have complete shutdown. And three basic heat illnesses um, outside of discomfort and heat, uh, when it starts moving into the more serious of, of, of scenarios is you've got your heat cramps, your heat exhaustion, and your heat stroke. Um, and and I, I always think of like heat exhaustion and heat stroke as, you know, chance of storms or what? what is the, the weather forecast it's you always get them so mixed up oh, like partly sunny yeah partly se- partly, partly cloudy, cloudy. <laughs> so a lot of people run into that same situation I'm like wait i don't understand I, what's wait. the differences between this there's no difference there is there a difference there is a difference in the level of immediate attention needed gotcha so discomfort it sucks it's hot outside uh, but essentially, heat cramps can be easily uh, replenished. You're good to go. Put electrolytes in your body, replenish your intake, and your and your cramps start to dissipate, and 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 your body is running more effectively. Heat exhaustion, 
symptoms are simply just like general weakness, dizziness, headache, but you're cold and clammy. Uh, that is when your body temperatures um, just continue to rise in your, and you continue to sweat out. Uh, that is just something where, again, you're not probably replenishing enough. Uh, you know, take longer breaks, cool yourself off. And then, of course, you have heat stroke, which is the most serious of it. You can also look at it as sunstroke is an easier way to remember, the partly cloudy, okay. partly sunny. Okay. And heat stroke would be? Heat stroke is, is, is much more serious, and that is the more immediate attention uh, to medical uh, conditions that you're actually going to be dry versus cold and clammy. You're going to be like hot and dry uh, to the to the temperature. And essentially, you're you usually stop sweating and uh, you form more delirium, possible loss of conscious. That that is when you know your trip has gone wrong and you should have stayed at home. Yeah, and if that's the case and you're in the wilderness, uh, I would say uh, a wilderness first responder is you'll wake up and you'll be in a creek um, because that's about the fastest way to cool off your body. Um, when, you've, when you've overexerted yourself that much uh, and you pass out, you'll wake up in a creek of water. That's where exactly where they're going to put you um, if the uh, wilderness first aid or an EMT or anybody with any kind of wilderness first aid instruction who happens to be close to you when you go down, um, you will, if there's a creek nearby, that's exactly where they're going to put you. They're, I would hope that you had popped in before that. Well, that's what we're going to go over <laughs> later in the podcast. So, yeah, I think, you know, once you understand, like, this is what your body needs to function properly. This is what could happen. It's all about prevention. We're, you never want to get to that point of... Uh, where you're in a scenario where you're uncomfortable. So our tips today are really there to provide you with um, being better prepared to understand what's happening so that you can beat what's happening and prevention. Yeah. You know, the, the, the thing is, it, it's all about prevention. In, I mean, in anything you do, it's, it's all about preventing the calamity. The, the issue is the... The issue is that it's not going to happen to me syndrome or it's not going to be that bad or the sun isn't too hot. Um, the, the, the reality is, is that, you know, we don't know what we don't know when we go out there. And if you have not um, kind of have a plan B, in, you know, for the just in case, and that usually means uh, packing some electrolytes, having a hydration tab with you, um, you know, just making sure that you understand, okay, I'm going to be hiking in the Mojave Desert. It's going to be hot. <laughs> well, how should I prepare for this hike? And I, I mean, I know that, you know, we laugh it's about rather that. extreme, but, but, but yet every it, year. <laughs> it happens every year. Every year. Um, I've seen heat stroke in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. It's not pretty. Um, you know, that person is about as white as a ghost. And it's it's a very dangerous thing. It's very dangerous. Uh, when they start gaining hydration, then they start getting the pink and the red. Um, but when you go into heat stroke, man, you're, you, you lose some color real quick. Um, and uh, unfortunately, uh, sometimes we we start thinking about hydration we start thinking about what we need to do when we start feeling that way after the fact 
Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to try to tell you, don't wait until you don't feel good. Be prepared before you go on your hike in the first place, um, especially when it's hot. And right now in the southeast, it's freaking hot outside. And even up in the mountains on, you know, uh, up on the Appalachian Trail and some of your higher elevations, it's still 88, 90 degrees. Um, and so we've had some really weird wind directions lately and it's hot. It's, you know, you're not going to get that that cool down just because you go up in, in elevation right now anyway. Well, it's so you've got, in most cases, summer is your time to explore. And so your permits are usually not necessarily close to home. You're taking those big epic trips. I read somewhere that it takes the normal person about almost close to five days to possibly two weeks, depending on where you're going to acclimate to the weather conditions in that area. So if you're if you live in the southeast and you're headed up to the mountains or vice versa, your body still has to like not only physically acclimate but also mentally acclimate um to lower your need to like completely like sweat yourself out. It it it's a true thing. Your body needs that acclimation period. Well, yeah, but that's and that's why we get when we get hikers out here from the west right? Mm -hmm. The first thing they say is like, oh my God, it's so hot. <laughs> you know, and it's like, we're it's 10 degrees you. cooler than you people. <laughs> but, it's, you know, but it's a it's different the type of humidity. Yeah. When we go out to the West and it's like 97, we're like, eh, it's not that bad. You know, because we don't, you don't have a heat index. <laughs> yeah. So you, you come in, if you live in the West and you come out to the South, you're going to be like, Oh my God, your body is going to be like, I need to work harder, not smarter, because I don't know what's happening here and I need to cool my body off. Yeah, so it does. Ariane's right. It takes your body, you know, uh, sometimes a few days, so uh, two weeks to, to acclimate to know, different weather situations. Know situation. where you're going and know what, you know, environment and terrain you're headed into so that you can better prepare. Well, one of the things that you can do to kind of beat the heat, um, and these are really tried and true uh tips and uh, we do it when we guide people we do this when we guide people in the grand canyon um one of the things that if it's oh now we're talking oppressive heat i don't want anybody to get mixed up with you know regular summer heat but we're talking about oppressive high heat index temps when it's above 90 and the temps and you have a heat index of 100. so when you get to, when you get above 90 you got to really start we got to really start being careful. Um, but uh, one of the things that that we do is we we don't hike during the midday. We 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 chill out. We go rest. We find a really nice shaded area, and at about eleven thirty, maybe sometimes eleven a.m., eleven thirty in the morning, our day is done for time for time being. We get up, um, and if you go to the Grand Canyon with us, which you know we hope you do. Um, I'm going to tell you the truth, give you a little dose of reality. You're going to be getting up at the crack of dawn. <laughs> and I say that with Early all the morning bell. I say that with all the love in my heart. <laughs> You're going to be getting up. I'm a morning person. I'm really good at waking people up yeah. in a very but relaxing, but you're, you're, coaxing way. Your pack will be on. You'll be walking <laughs> no later than 6 a.m. or 6.30 in the morning. Oh, maybe even earlier. Sorry, guys. Um, it... 
because we get out and we move. And uh, especially on the last leg of the trip, um, when we have to climb back up, up and up and up and some more up, uh, we are on the trail at 630 in the morning. And so that's one of the things that you can do. You know, that's that's why you invest in a really good headlamp, because you get up in the morning time. It's still dark. Uh, you can start hiking up or hiking um, and get your mileage in for that day. Eleven o'clock comes around. Rest, take a nap, go to sleep uh, and then get back up around uh, four o'clock in the afternoon and hike until sunset. Hike until uh, in the summertime. Sometimes it sets, what, uh, nine, nine o'clock, nine fifteen, nine thirty, depending on the time zone. Could set at ten and then hike for another uh, four or five hours. Um, but don't hike when it's in peak heat. Uh, and so we do that all the time when, especially when we're out in, in the West. Yeah. I, the, not even to say there's some beauty in summer night hiking, um, uh, because things just are just different. They're different. They're, they're, they're clear. Uh, the sunsets are brilliant. I mean, some of some of your hi- best hiking in summer can be done at night. The wildlife, the 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 noises, the bugs, it just it, it completely changes the game. And so, if you've ever had any interest in in night hiking or early morning hiking, it, the summertime is the time to try it out. Maybe not winter. But the summertime is the time to really go for it. Yeah, and what I like about it is that you finally get to see the wilderness looking back at you. Oh, it's oh my gosh! <laughs> With all There's the eyes, nothing like it. All the glowing eyes out there. Do a You're like, wow, that's really cool. You guys are watching me hike. Very cool. <laughs> Who are you people? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna this hike a little faster so right now. So <laughs> uncomfortable. And the the other thing that you can do is purge, purge, purge your pack weight. This is the time where you should be lean, mean, and very lightweight on the trail when it's oppressively hot. There's nothing you really need in your pack other than good hydration foods, electrolytes, salts, and water. And and, and maybe some other uh, pickle juice if you listen to our Pickle Pop podcast episode. That definitely should be in your backpack when it's that oppressively hot but this is the time to purge you don't need a 20 degree bag when the night low is going to be down to 80 and and which is very common here in atlanta by the way um even up in the mountains uh, your lows can um only get down to like uh, maybe you know 72 maybe 70 oppressive which, oppressive, oppressive heat, heat. It, moments it, not necessarily you just don't regular summer yeah you don't need that 20 degree sleeping bag get rid of it um just bring a liner you know, um, you can really get your pack weight down. Don't carry the thing. You don't need the puffy jacket. You know, um, you need your rain jacket. You don't need raid pants. I mean, just bear down minimum stuff uh, to get you through those hot summer nights um, so you can stay relatively cool. This okay. is a great time to learn lightweight backpacking, by the way. It gives you an opportunity to really learn it and learn that I don't need a lot of gear out here to um to enjoy nature and to be safe and to have everything the trail provides for you yeah i mean again know where you're going and what you're faced with out there um it's not to say don't be prepared but you can drop 
that weight significantly and, and change what you're putting in uh, to a little bit more lighter weight. Um, your body is working harder. Your body is working so much harder to create energy, to be able to fuel, to keep going. So when you're in these extreme heat conditions, ditch the weight, ditch as much as you can, but, but replenish that, that heavy weight with smarter options, like extra snacks that are lightweight um you know things that are exactly so uh those are different things that you can do um and 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 here's kind of a big uh trick now i've mentioned this on the podcast too uh but we we really forget this only because of the gear uh um the, the gear push that gets constantly sent to um you know, all of our favorite Facebook groups, our social media, our email box, it's all, uh, you know, gear, 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 and it's all clothing, apparel, you know, get the wicking material, oh, the wicking material, and the wicking, and the wick, and this wicks, and this wicks, and well, when it's oppressively hot in the summer, uh, Scott pulls out his old white cotton t-shirt, and folds it up in a nice little fold, uh, short sleeve, and I put it in a Ziploc baggie. Now, what the heck am I talking about? Because when it's oppressively hot, you don't want your moisture to wick away. <laughs> you want to keep your moisture in. And then this is where the cotton t-shirt is really and could save your butts. Particularly in dry heat. In in dry heat and any even on the Appalachian Trail in these oppressive heat months right now, you can take out your t-shirt. If you get to the point or you're feeling dizzy. Again, this is kind of like when you get to that point and you're not feeling good. If you feel dizzy, you feel weak, you you have any of the symptoms that Ariane just spoke about, pull the cotton t-shirt out, dip it in the creek water, and put it on, and sit down. I cannot tell you how much that is going to help your body. Uh, you know, keep it on for a while. And, you know, if it's cold, good. That's a... Laying in the creek, playing in the creek, putting on a cotton t-shirt out of the creek is the fastest way to reduce your core body temperature when the air conditioning is breaking. Okay? <laughs> kind of like this. If you hear the rattle in the air conditioner and you know it's going to go down, what do everyone, everyone, they turn it off. They unplug it. They, they run to the air conditioner like, what the heck is that sound? Um, and so... I don't think your body's going to rattle on the trail, but... Well, the dizziness... Metaphorically. Yeah, the dizziness and the nauseous and the, I yeah. feel like I'm going to throw up. Yeah, when you're not feeling right... That's the, that's the air conditioning rattling. That is time to listen to your body. So, um, you know, you can, you can also... I, I always wear a hat, particularly in summer, uh, mainly due to ticks. I have thick hair i mean i'm talking thick things a mop up there and so i always have a baseball cap dip that in the stream uh you know take a bandana dip that uh if if you want to reduce weight a little bit but honestly it's all the same thing you're reduce you're you're bringing your core body temperature back to a reasonable level well that's the beauty thing about purging your gear in the summertime you can have a weight penalty of carrying a cotton t-shirt that's wet or a baseball cap that's wet. Um, the nice thing about the t-shirt gig is that after you've kind of cooled off and you fe- you're feeling better, you can wring it out, you put it back in the Ziploc bag, 
where it holds its water, okay? And then, or you can put it wrap around your head and use it as a bandana, put it around your neck, use it as a cooling scarf. Um, and that's multi-using your gear. And I, I say this because heat exhaustion, it's real out there, folks. And it's I mean, fast. And it's, it's fast. very rapid. And so people forget, you know, like, oh my God, I'm really so hot. And then, you know, as you're saying that and you feel like you're passing out, you literally cross over a creek, you know, and you're like, oh my God, this feels really good on my feet. Lay in the creek. You know, who cares if you get wet? You know, who, who cares if it's 90 degrees? I guarantee you, you're going to dry off. And so <laughs> take your backpack off, though, first. I should probably mention, take your pack off. But put, you know, put a small, even even a bandana um, and get it wet and put it on there. Um, head, neck, and um, over your body are the three things that uh, search and rescue is going to do and wilderness first responder is going to do. That's the first thing they're going to do. In fact, if you're having heat exhaustion that, and they will, they, they will put some, they will get a cloth that they have, they will wet it. Um, and they will wrap it around your neck. Um, a cool bag, a lot of, if, if you're, if, if it's in the situation where they're coming for you, they're going to have a cool bag anyway. <laughs> so they're going to, they're going to put a cool bag around your neck. Um, but you want, we're talking about preventing it. So when you get to that point, um, yeah, you know, bring an old cotton shirt, man. And, and even in the summer and even on the Appalachian Trail, uh, wicking sometimes is not always the best when it's oppressive heat and you want to keep moisture in your body. Um, and the other thing, too, and this kind of relates to uh, getting your T-shirt wet, but when it's really oppressive hot, you have to, you're going to be prepared to have to take longer breaks. Um, the mileage is incidental or irrelevant on how far you're going to go and what time you're going to get there because the speed does not win the race here. You're going to have to take multiple breaks. You're going to have to take longer breaks. You're going to have to eat a few more snacks than you're used to to build up your electrolytes because you're going to be losing so much of your moisture and your, and your salts um, very quickly. So be prepared. If you're hot, you know, and, and you see a, a nice water creek or, or you get a, you see a nice shade tree or maybe you see a nice rock crop where you can kind of duck under and get some shade, do it. Rest. Take it easy. That's what you're out there for anyway to kind of soak up nature. This is a really good time to like, you know, just slow down. Um, I can guarantee you when we do the Grand Canyon, it's um, it's certainly not a speed race. <laughs> for sure. Except going up. <laughs> Sometimes but I we, just want to get up. We take a lot more breaks than we will when we do the High Royale uh, trip um, in September. It's Because it's a different beast. So, you, again, you have to know your terrain. You have to know where you're going. Um, but taking taking longer breaks, sitting under the shade tree, find anything that was shade so you can get out of the sun is definitely going to help you on uh, your trip as far as beating the heat. Yeah, I, I think one thing that a lot of people forget, and it's really, really basic tip, hydrate before you get out on the trail. I can't tell you, I usually start hydrating, well, 
You should hydrate four days before your trip starts. It's usually like one because I'm like, oh, crap, I got to hydrate. But it really should be hydrating multiple days before your trip, getting your body acclimated to that and hydrate, 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 not just straight up water, but hydrate with the appropriate balance um, of electrolytes and uh, water and just start letting your body get that get that absorbed um but you're driving to the trailhead chug a few uh bottles of water well the thing is and that i I see that a lot too and like oh my god you know i really drank a lot last night i better hydrate with some water you're already dehydrated (laughs) so so um you but but that's why you you preset your hydration you you actively are proactive about Hydrated yeah, because your, your body only holds 20% of the water that you, you drink. So if you're drinking, you know, eight ounces of water, only 20% of that is going to be retained by your body. The other uh, 80% is just going to be urinated right out, which you'll be doing a lot on the trail. Um, so so keep that in mind, you know, before you get out there. I, <laughs> we see this a lot. But the time to think about hydration isn't when you're getting out of your car, putting your pack on. It's really, again, it's up to you. Hike your own hike. But if you want to have more energy and you want to have a, a better than a, better than average chance of not going down in a 97-degree um, day in the desert, then I would start hydrating four days <laughs> before you get out of the car. Um, again, when you go to the Grand Canyon with us, um, four days, you'll be getting text messages <laughs> saying, start your hydration <laughs> now, please. And that's really kind of the way it works. So we know it works. We've seen it work. And that's probably the best tip that we can, uh, you know, that we can offer you. It's it. You got to hydrate before you go on the trip, not not at the trip. Yeah. I mean, your body it needs needs the ability to maintain its functionality and endurance particularly when you're out there um so again prevention and doing everything in advance to be able to better prepare uh particularly for these you know conditions where you are overworking in just this hot 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 heat yeah like an air conditioner (laughs) (laughs) Those air conditioners really work when it's this hot outside. Um, and, the, and the one thing, and we'll leave you with this, it's your hike. So, um, you know, is it wise to learn uh, about dehydration and heat exhaustion? Is it good to know when you're going to go out and, and you know, go on a backpacking trip with the guys or the gals and it's, you know, 95 and the heat index is 101? Is it good to know about those things? Yes, because, you know, sometimes it may not be you that has the problem. Sometimes it may be one of your friends or family member or somebody you're you're hiking with on the trail or somebody you run into on the trail. It's always kind of good to know a little bit about that. In this oppressive heat, I always, always carry hydration tablets with me in my first aid kit. Um, there are different types of hydration tablets that you can buy, but I always put a couple in my um, first aid kit, just in case, um, I run into somebody else that needs, that needs help. Um, 
dehydration is probably the, one of the most common issues with you know music concerts and summer activities and and everything people just forget to hydrate so don't be one of those people don't be that faulty air conditioner <laughs> we want we you to run all summer named this podcast something about air conditioning the faulty air conditioner <laughs> it would have been a, would have been a really catchy title live I, and learn i think that's a it was it was a, yeah air conditioner was a pretty good one that was yeah. a pretty good one um anyway thank you guys so much for listening uh we really Super appreciate that. Um, we are starting a new feature. Uh, we're setting that up now called the pre-show. The pre-show, the pre-show is going to let you chime in on the topic that we choose for that week. So it all takes place on our Discord server called Trust the Trail. So this week we're talking about hydration. We would have done a pre-show and let you guys talk, let you chime in on what you know and questions that you might have and then we will pick those out and put you on the podcast so all of that's going to take place on our facebook group uh trust the trail podcast community it's our group on facebook so head on over there and wait for that invite link that i'm going to post and um, we're still trying to work out the exact day so if you guys have uh, an idea of what day that would really be good for pre-show uh, day and time. We'd really appreciate that. We're still kind of working out. We're thinking Sunday, but we're not sure yet. We're kind of still playing around with that. So, um, and shout outs to our Facebook members. They are awesome. Great photographs of some epic backpacking trips lately. Uh, just phenomenal. It just fun. It blows me away. I, I mean, we have icebergs. It's so inspiring. Oh, icebergs and and I mean, it, it's all. I'm over like the place. scrolling through it as I'm at work, and I'm like, oh, do I have to be here? Can I be? Oh, I know. <laughs> Half of the time, I want to just go. It's so inspiring to just see that people are are getting outdoors and enjoying what we all love so much, and and and. It just is, it's, it's just motivation, motivation for the week. And one of these, we're going to show up at one of their houses and say, Absolutely. you guys are going way too much. Take us with. <laughs> um, but anyway, thank you guys so much. Uh, shout outs uh, to our Patreon uh, members too. Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, John, uh, Gary, Suzanne, Brad, Bill, Nick, Helene, Mike, and our newest Patreon, Jacqueline, who wrote us the sweetest message off of our Patreon page from Germany. It was just really cool. And it, it's really cool to see that uh, people from all across, not only the country, but in different parts of the world are, uh, are uh, listening to the podcast. And that's just, uh, that's just awesome. So anyway, I just wrote an article about how to get a guaranteed permit on our Patreon. Go check that out. Um, our podcasts are available on, I would say iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> We've well, had we did week. have a we had a bit of a snafu with iTunes this week. Oh my god! Um, but I think it's going to be on there now. Stitcher, Podbean, <laughs> Spotify, Google Podcasts, of course, iHeartRadio, and um, and Stitcher. All the podcasts, all the podcatchers we're on. Um, so go ahead and listen. If we're not on there, tell us, and we'll we'll get it on there for you. Um, so remember that you know the trail does give you everything you need. Just plan and prepare this summer, folks. You guys have a great, great summer hiking. Um, and just remember, trust the trail. We'll see you guys later. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye.